Welcome to the Ambitious Moms Club. We're your hosts, Kate and Jordan, two women out to prove that having big goals doesn't make us bad moms. But this podcast really isn't about us. It's for you, the woman who is chasing big dreams and littles and deserves to have it all. You're determined to succeed in life, business, and motherhood. And so are we. The good news, you don't have to do it alone. Welcome Welcome to to the club. Hi, Kate. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. How you doing, Kate? I am doing good. Doing good. I'm excited for this conversation. Me too. Today, we're talking all about comparison. And I feel like this is something I've gotten on my story soapbox a few times recently because I just hear it coming up so often from so many different people how comparison to others is either slowing them down or getting in their way or whatever it is. And so I'm very excited to be talking about it today. I know. And I know we've probably sprinkled this topic into other episodes because it's just so, I mean, I think it's just something that can impact us at every level of business, at every level of motherhood, at every level of our personal lives, right? Like not even just business, you know, comparison is literally the thief of joy and in all areas. And so I think it's, it's something that to really work on overcoming it is, is really important to, to try. And I think it's, a, again, something that kind of naturally we have in us. I think it's Mm -hmm. a biological thing to that. We, you know, compare things and and look at like what's good or what's better or, you know, where we're at versus what this is at. I think that's a natural thing, but I also think that we can put, hopefully be aware of it. So it's not detrimental to our progress, to our joy, to our happiness. I totally agree. And Like you said, it's not just with business. I think one of the first things that I hear from so many people is literally, I don't know how you do it. You have five. I just have one. I don't know how you do it. Five. Mm. I just have two. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you have one, if you have five, if you have 17, like your motherhood journey is unique from anybody else's. And the number of kids, like it may look different, but hard is hard and hard is subjective. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like it's hard, it's hard. It doesn't take away from anybody. It doesn't take away from your own story. Just if someone has different circumstances. And the other thing I always hear is like, I feel like you have your life all together. You have five kids. Like you can do this. I'm like, that is not the way it works either. (laughs) I don't have my shit together. I'm figuring it out just like everybody else is. And the number of kids that you have or, or don't have is not, you know, the sign of, your competence level as a mom or like your success as a mom whatsoever. Right. Yeah, totally. It it is. It's interesting. You have this like gauge of what's hard as you have more kids, you know, going from like for us one to three, one felt really hard, you know? And then when we had two, two felt really hard and one felt really easy. And so you know, and then when three kids, it's like, it's hard. And then like two kids is easy, you know? So you're like gauge for what is, but at, at the time when it's just that many, it, it does. And yeah, you can't, you have to, you can't compare what one person can do versus like what you're doing. Now I will say mm-hmm. in general, I feel like I did become a little more productive once I became a mom or I started making more headway, more progress towards some of my business goals once I became a mom, because I felt like that in and of itself forced me to get more laser focused because I simply didn't have the time, like Einstein's law of time, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you are contained to the amount of time you have, you end up like 
you know, filling that time. So before kids, it'd be like, I have all this time. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to watch Netflix. And, you know, and it was, but then once I had kids, I was like, no, I have nap time. (laughs) And like, I got to have these things done in nap time. So I will say like that part of, of becoming a mom definitely, I feel like shifted from me not being a mom. But now that I look back, I'm like, dear Lord, the amount of stuff I could have gotten done when I didn't have kids. Like, what was I thinking? I could have built an entire empire by now, you know, but it just wasn't the right timing. And I think that's another important piece too, is it's always the right timing. It's always the right timing for you and your life. And what's the right timing for someone else is not necessarily the right timing for you. And just because we're all moms and we're all small business owners does not mean that we all have the same goals. And you and I have talked about this a lot. Like, we're all on different timelines. We are all going to different places. And so why we're looking at each other as measuring sticks for success blows my mind. I say that from the lens of I'm also guilty of it. Like there have been times where I've had to, and I tell people to do this all the time. Like if somebody is truly triggering that in you, just mute them. You don't have to follow them. You don't have to not be their friend. Like, but you do need to put things in place until you're ready to like address. Okay. Why is this bothering me? Why is this triggering whatever it is and address that? And then unmute them once you're in a better headspace. But I just think that it's okay if you have to mute people or like stop following, stop watching. If you find yourself con- continuously getting into this rut of I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing, you know, well enough. I'm not doing more. I'm not doing whatever. Like, girlfriend, give yourself a freaking break. You're keeping humans alive and you're running yeah. a business and you're trying to get eight hours of sleep and you're trying to do all these other things on top of that. Like give yourself so much grace, so yeah. much grace. And I'm sorry, I have to speak to this and I might get some, I might get some hate for it, but there is a lot happening right now in our space and in the online business space, particularly with women and moms where women who have like built very large business empires, I mean, millions of dollars, right? They are very successful. They have built something very successful for themselves. They become a mom and then they become the expert on being a mom and growing a business. And that is a completely different experience than someone building a business while being a mom or being a mom and then starting your business. And like, I have to say that because I feel like it is, they have their own experience and they have their own, you know, right to share like, yeah, I have this, this business that I'm running and then I became a mom and here's now how I'm like adjusting to do this as a mom, but it is completely different than what your experience might be. Because in my experience, what I've seen from this type of thing happening, they have a whole staff. They have like people that actually run the entire business for them. And all they have to do is kind of show up and and show up. And, And that's amazing that they built that model. But again, that's different than you trying to grow a business from the ground up, grassroots, bringing it up and having the responsibility of children and not having the staff in place yet, not having the, you know, the email list built yet, not having those things in place. Right. And we like, you have to be aware of that because again, I think we look at these women who are now expert mom business owner, like I'm an expert at being a mom and a business owner and how they're teaching to do things. And those were things that they were doing before they were a mom. And 
and it's just not the same. <laughs> like we just have to, we have to address that. 100%. I'm so glad this is not like a video episode because my <laughs> eyes are just like, yup. And it's, again, it's not to take away from these women and their success. We are happy for them. But or it's their like, experience. Becoming or their experience. While yeah. having and, a business that yes, they had. Like 100%. that is a valid experience. Because there is so much to learn and so much yes. to change and priorities shift. There's so much that changes after motherhood. And so I totally give them all the applause. But this, like the, what Kate and I are speaking to here, specifically for the woman who is listening to her and following her and comparing herself to her without the context of her background and of her timeline. Mm -hmm. So context is always so important to anyone's yes. story. And so before you find yourself falling down this rabbit hole of I'm not enough, I'm not doing whatever it is that she is doing <clears throat> and holding this measuring stick up, make sure you have a really clear picture of her story versus your story, because they're going to yeah. be very different. Just like your story is going to be different from other women who are also building their businesses as they go. Everybody has different support. Everybody has different levels mm -hmm. of experience of, you know, existing client rosters, like word of referral. Like we all, it's just done differently, but where you're going to get yourself in trouble and where you're going to get yourself hung up on things that you don't need to be hung up on because you don't have the time for this. You don't need to sacrifice your inner peace nope. for, you know, holding someone as the, whatever that frame is, like holding someone up on this pedestal for uh -huh. what you should be doing or what life should look like. Or she was able to do this this quickly. I'm still trying to just do X, Y, Z a year in. So pay attention know what the context is. And again, you can mute people. You can totally yeah. mute people and come back when you're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just, I think it's, it's important to share because it does, it looks different and you know, but it can be, it can be hard sometimes for sure. Oh, to, definitely. To not look yeah, at that I, I say this to someone like, who like literally has been in tears in the last month because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm just messing this all up and I want to slow down, but do I want to slow down? And all these, like, we all just mm -hmm. go through different, different cycles and periods and different things that, and we all have different hangups too. Like what triggers me is not going to be what triggers Kate and vice versa. And so, yeah. I mean, business truly is like the biggest um, personal growth exercise you'll ever go through. It will teach mm -hmm. you so much about who you are as a person, the things that matter to you, the things that trigger you, give you so many opportunities of things to work on, to be a better person, a better mother, a better friend. Um, and that all comes from how and what you learn from both the mistakes and the wins in your business. But I, I also say this like with the grain of salt of, I'm not immune to this and neither is Kate. Like we both have mm -hmm. found ourselves comparing ourselves to others and needing to hear this pitch, this pep talk that we're giving right now, like this is for ourselves. And we're going to come yes. back to this own, our own episodes in the future, whenever we get into one of these pity party moments. Yes. And I think I would say the antidote for me to comparison is getting really, really clear on what you want and what mm -hmm. you want in your life and in your business and putting and not necessarily putting blinders on because that, you know, there, there's always going to be, you're always going to see the peripheral and what's going on around you. But if you're really, really clear and really set in to what does success look like for me, what feels aligned for me, what feels good for me and my family, and you're really rooted in that, then it is way easier to not compare yourself to, you know, someone who maybe, uh, you know, has a seven figure membership and like, but also has to manage a full team. And like that, when you've set, you know what, for me, I'm rooted in like, 
I just want to bring in $5,000 a month for my family. And that looks mm-hmm. like having three retainer clients, or that looks like making this many sales. And I've, and I've set this plan and, and it's not my goal to just like grow, 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 grow to some, like I'm rooted in what is good for me. Like that is what's going to help you, you know, not compare and not feel like you're in this hamster wheel in this rat race. Yeah. I literally, I just went through this exercise with a client where I made her write down, like, what is it that you want right now? And put on a post-it and put on your laptop because she found herself constantly comparing herself to other people. And I was like, you can't do that. Seriously. All it's going to do is lead you to doubt. It's going to slow down your own progress. It's going to get in the way of so many of your own wins that you're wanting. So instead of looking at her, look to that list of this is what's going to center mm-hmm. me today. Like this is what I'm working on or working yeah. towards, excuse me. And I think part of this too is the context is important in terms of timeline, but just like we were saying in the last episode, when it comes to like how you show up for your business and how you show up for yourself, specifically with social media, be wary of the people who only show the highlights on social media who just make it look so easy and their house is constantly put together and oh my gosh my kid is on on a roll in straight A's and like if you're only seeing the highlights I have questions I do I have questions and it makes me wonder like okay this is great and I'm happy for you but that's not what it's not what my life looks like things are a little bit messier and a little bit louder and a little bit all this behind the scenes and so that's why I want to share that just to encourage other moms of you don't have to, you know, have a perfectly curated whatever in order to jump on. Like you can still be very powerful and you can be very influential and Mm -hmm. you can have great connections even when you're just in the thick of things and things aren't beautiful and aesthetic. Yes, exactly. And I think that a lot of times we feel like we can't share because we're not, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we have this story in our head, or at least I know I have where it's like, okay, no, I need to get like my whole house organized and it needs to be pretty and I need to have all these habits in place. And like, then I can share because then I will have, you know, then it'll like, whatever, I won't be embarrassed or whatever, you know, whatever that thought process is. Mm -hmm. But, but at the same time, like that you're never going to get there. I mean, to be real, like you're never going to get to the, you know, the concept of perfection that you're trying to reach. Therefore, you're never going to feel worthy enough. I think it sometimes comes back to that to share. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and to share. And then also I think there's a difference too, in the level of support that you have. So like, that's why I'm always saying like, I've got big daddy here and he's a stay at home dad because then I can record stories up in my office in a quiet space. But there will also be times that I go on and have to do whatever it is and there's going to be kids sitting on my lap or running around or screaming, whatever, whatever life is happening. You just have to make do with it, but that's yeah. okay too. That's realistic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for me, as I've built my business, I think that's probably one of the most powerful things of it is that I have done it alongside motherhood. It hasn't been one or the other. Like it's been like, yeah, Hey, my toddler just got up from nap. I'm on a call. Let me go grab her. And she's going to need to be here right now. And like, and that's okay. And if my clients don't align with that, then they're not good fit for me, mm-hmm. you know? And if people don't align with what that looks like, then they're not a good fit. But this is what feels good to me to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think the power of that is showing the, that that's what it can look like. 
Well, and that's powerful in itself. Like the content that you put out there will attract the people where for us, mm -hmm. if we're service providers like Kate and I are, you're going to attract clients who don't align with you. I remember yeah. when I first started, like all of my content was very curated and the people I was attracting were people who amazing women, but our lives were so different. So it just constantly mm. felt like I was having to use like the mom excuse. And it was, it felt very corporate of like, sorry, my kid's sick. I can't come to this. And then it was, it felt like I was causing yeah. a rift versus I can still do my job and do it really well and still be a present mom when mm -hmm. you have the clients who also show up. The number of client calls, strategy calls I'm on where people are breastfeeding or where babies are there. Or one of my client's daughters just did like a whole aerial performance for me. Like we know each other's kids. We know what life yeah. looks like. We know husband's names, like family is just popping in and all the zoom calls. Like mm -hmm. I love that. I freaking yes. love that. And it's because I have attracted the right clients showing or using the content mm -hmm. that I have, which is my real life. That was not happening before. So when I made that shift and started to see like, who is, who am I engaging with? Who am I connecting to? It ended up being dream clients because we were connecting over things that were real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I feel like it's because you were again, rooted in, what you wanted from your business and what you wanted it to look like. And you aren't trying to build an Amy Porterfield business, right? You're trying mm -hmm. to build a business that fits for your life and that's family centered. And, you know, and I know even like you, you mentioned, like you've been shifting so many things in business, but even it's still shifting and you're still like coming to what does it look like to be rooted in what I want this to look like, not yeah. what maybe I thought it should look like the shoulds and the woulds and the need need to the word should the word should yeah. comes up in almost every conversation with clients and with people in dms <clears throat> and i i know that i've asked myself this too like should mm -hmm. i be offering this i feel like i should be doing this or hearing input mm -hmm. from people like oh you should definitely have xyz and even with clients because so many of my so my vip days now are just focused on offers and launches. And it always comes through the application form always comes through with like, I feel like I should be doing X, Y, Z. So my very next question is always like, but do you want to be doing X, Y, Z? And then it's usually, yeah. like, well, no, I don't want to do this. or I don't want to do that. Okay. Then let's just take that off the table for a minute. What do you want to do? What do you feel called to do? What are you excited about? What are the opportunities there that we should be exploring versus how do we just make something fit into the life that you're building when it doesn't feel good and yeah. the freedom when people hear like you don't have to do what other people are doing you don't have to do the things that you think you should be doing the freedom and the excitement i see on people's faces is like oh okay yeah. and it's almost like we need that reminder even yes. as like moms and adults sometimes of like hey you can have ice cream for dinner you can mm -hmm. do xyz you get to make the rules you know taylor swift over here you can leave the lights on till february <clears throat> Yeah, you, you get to make the rules of your business. And sometimes you just need that reminder, but being able to step away from the shoulda, woulda, coulda, you have to get out mm -hmm. of that mindset. You have to stop asking people for advice when they don't know mm -hmm. what you want. And your goals are not the center of their recommendations. Yes. Those goals, those things they are telling you you should do are from what they've seen other people do from things that have worked for them. But if your goals don't align, if you don't want the same things, then no, you should not be doing those things. Yes. Yes, exactly. And I think that I fall, I've fallen into that. And I think it's a, 
thing can be more buffering from doing what you actually know you need to do is you just mm-hmm. continue to look for outside sources mm-hmm. of what you the should, what you should be doing mm-hmm. when ultimately like, you know, and I, and I say this too, I'm like, I say, I've said this to so many people myself, like, you know, like, you don't need me to tell you, like, you know what, what it is. It's just being willing to trust yourself. And it's scary. And that, that takes, it does. It does yes. take time. And especially when I think, like, I think of the two of us, like when we have built our business being known for one thing, and then we want mm-hmm. to start to explore other things that is scary as hell, because it's that yes. I have security in here. Like I've built mm-hmm. everything here. I have stability here. If yeah. I start to cross over and I want to dabble in these other things, am I going to miss out or lose something versus what mm-hmm. do I have to gain from this? And it's okay. Yeah. If the timing doesn't look perfect, but what do I have to gain from this? And and just listening to yourself, you know, I think we can't go on this whole lecture of like, follow your gut without also saying like, we're totally aware as two women who are the primary breadwinners for their family, that there's also a lot of pressure that comes from that of, okay, it's not just failure from a reputation standpoint. It's also, can I pay the bills this month? Will my, you know, yeah. am I putting my family at risk for this? So you always yeah. have to do like a juggle, but I don't know if, if you feel this way. I feel like every time that I have just been paying attention and listening to myself and kind of like listening to God and what is going on in the world. It always works out. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I do have to wait longer on making a shift mm-hmm. or making a decision. But when I do, it's always like, okay. And then it's like, everything falls into place. And it's like, okay, this was good. Yes. It may not have happened the moment I was like, I want to try this. It may be months. It may be a year or two later, but eventually you'll know when the timing is right and you'll know when the offer, whenever that changes that needs to be made and it will feel aligned and it will feel really good. And you'll see, you'll see it work out for you the way that it should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's scary to get there. It's scary to have that blind faith and just to take that jump. So, but taking comparison out of it, taking you know, what everyone else is doing out of it, just keeping your eyes focused on where you need to jump to, that will make it seem less scary. Yeah. Yeah. And even just giving yourself time to think of what that even is. I know for me, sometimes it's that I just stay so busy or so in the, what should I be doing or what do I need to be doing that I don't sit down to take space to know, like to just step back and say, Hey, no, like, I'm, I have full autonomy here. What, what do I want to do? What do I mm-hmm. want this to look like? And how do I make that happen? And so just, you know, whether that's like putting a check-in on your calendar to like remind you to check in on that, you know, once a month on, okay, how am I doing? How, you know, mm-hmm. how did I get, did I get lost again? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. We're going to write it back into like, what am I working towards? Yeah. Having those built-in checkpoints is so essential, whether it's like just checking in with yourself or actually checking in on like what's selling, what's not. The number of times every month my clients get a recap of like, here's where we are the first half and then here's where we are just so we can see, are we on progress? Did we miss that? Like, where are we? Do we need to make changes? And then usually it's, okay, you hit your goals or you exceeded your goals. Let's move on to the next month. But even during those checkpoints, it's like, how are you feeling? Do you still like these offers? Does your, is your audience still excited? Like there's so many things that you just, like you said, it's like the snowball down the hill of go the daily routine, the check-ins, the calls with team members. And then the next thing you know, it's October. You're like, whoa, 
wait a second, is this business still what I want it to be? Yes, I set these huge goals back in January, but now that I'm actually living life and things have happened this year, do I still want those things? Do I need to change those? Do I need to pivot something to make it happen? You can do that at any point, but the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person who initially set those goals. Am I where she wanted to be? Am I still that same version? Are those things still important to me? And having that little post-it to keep you accountable to that or having a meeting on Google will, will really help. Yeah. I do a powerful exercise every year and I think it can help, you know, in this sense of really rooting in what you want. But I write a letter to myself as if it's January 1st of 2025 and what 2024 looked like and the things I accomplished and the things I did. And, and it's, you know, and it's as if it was already done, right? The letter is written as if those things happened. And Mm -hmm. then you can obviously take time to read that, you know, daily, once a week, whatever, to again, check in on, Hey, what were these things I said that I wanted to work towards? Again, giving yourself permission to like shift and change, but I also record it in my voice so I can listen to it. And that really like amplifies, you know, just the power of, of it. And again, just like trying to remember and my whole thing is trying to remember to listen to it, you know, Mm-hmm. consistently so that I can stay rooted in this is like when I take the time to really think through what I want my life to look like in a year these are the things that came up and and just being having that that reminder so that's something I Man, do that I thought the helpful. letter was powerful I didn't know you did the recording that would be to hear yourself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. What a simple way to implement just like a daily, I mean, not necessarily a meditation. It's like your own visualization. Yes. Your own visual, visualization mm-hmm. each day. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. In your own voice. And I mean, you know, I'm going to be all about the, that audio, you know, yeah. the power <laughs> of audio. So it's easier than people think, but if you need it done right and you need it done well, you go to Kate. Yes. But you can totally record it as a voice memo on your voice phone. Note, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thank God for voice notes. Honestly, those Seriously. just help me to like remind me why I actually went to the grocery store in the first place, aka Target. But yes. yeah, it just it, find what works for you. But there does you. It's not just about setting a goal and then measuring the success of it at the end of the year. It really is mm-hmm. constantly checking in to make sure that you're on your on your own track. Yeah. So absolutely love this combo. I think it's so important. I think it's one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself and your own joy and your own contentment and fulfillment is to try, try, try your hardest to get out of the comparison game. All right, guys. guys. Well, next time we are going to talk about how to know it's time to hire because when it comes to the big piece is, and we've talked about this a lot is do I maintain? Do I scale? What do I do? So next week, we're going to share kind of our points of view with Kate having an entire agency underneath of her and then me just being little by myself solopreneur over here. So we're going to talk about the decisions that we've made along the way. And then hopefully that helps you all too. So we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Yay. Thanks so much for listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Come connect with us on Instagram at Ambitious Moms Club Pod. And if you enjoyed the episode, we would absolutely love it if you came and left us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts on Apple or Spotify. It helps us get the word out about the podcast and for others to find it. See you next week.